Hello and welcome to another episode of The Very Funny Podcast. I'm happy to be with you guys again. It's episode number 11 as I get situated here, which is, uh, uh, I'm excited about this episode. It's the beginner's guide to an effective and productive self-hate. You heard it here first, folks. Hating yourself isn't too bad. And it's going to be a good time. We're going to have a good time on the episode today. I wanted to talk about this for a bit. First of all, apologies on last week not coming up with an episode. Uh, I was traveling a lot and I put my focus on my Twitch channel and it took a lot of my attention. And I am now streaming twice a day. So I just wanted to put a bit of focus on it. And um, that's kind of what I do sometimes when I'm starting a new venture. I will occasionally, if I'm prioritizing one thing, I'll, I'll tend to focus entirely on one thing. That's that's something that I'm not very proud of. It is something that I kind of hate about myself and I'm working on. So I apologize about that. But it was not without good reason. Uh, at the end of the day, we are Twitch streaming. If you don't know about that, then uh, please join me on the Twitch channel, twitch.tv forward slash Nimmer Comedy. And we're having a good time. I am now currently, my schedule is uh, eight, uh, 10 a.m. and 8 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. So if it stays that way or it changes throughout the years, the months, since this episode airs, we'll find out. But for now, that's where it is. I'm having a great time, and uh, it would be great if you guys would like to join us. Um, now, uh, in terms of that, otherwise, I have a show, a brand new show coming out in Beirut. New date. The new tour has begun, but I haven't announced all the tour dates. It's just Lebanon. I want to do a special summer show. August 1st, uh, my brand new tour is called The Future Is Now. And the show is going to be live in Lebanon on August 1st at a venue called O by Michel Fadel. I'm actually very excited about that. It's a very, very cool venue. And I hope you guys will join us there. Tickets are on sale at NimmerComedy.com. Also, June 4 to June 8, I'm going to be live at the um, at Rumors Comedy Club Winnipeg, Manitoba. Is it Rumors? Is that the name of the club or did I get it wrong? Let me double check that because I would hate to have that wrong but i'll be live in winnipeg manitoba so you got friends or family there let them know yes at rumors comedy club from june 4 to 9 june 4 to 9 i'm going to be doing shows there i'm doing about i think seven shows in total so i would love to see you guys there uh and it's going to be a good time apart from that let's get right in to the show so uh today i want to talk about um uh, the beginner's guide to an effective and productive self-hate. If you guys have seen Love Isn't the Answer, um, my comedy show, if you've seen, uh, if you've heard on this podcast and previous episodes, my relationship with hate isn't necessarily negative. Uh, I find hate to be a great motivator. In Love Isn't the Answer, I say hate is great in the right hands. I say the only thing more powerful than hate is a more focused and disciplined hate. And I I give a quick example by saying when two people love each other, if for whatever reason uh, the people around them don't want them to be together, sometimes they fight to stay together. And if you ask yourselves why, it's not because they love each other. That never changed. It's because they hate being apart. Hence, hate being great in the right hands. And it is a motivator. Hate can be a motivator. Uh, In its own definition, it is a great motivator. Because um, if you're in a situation with hate, the first knee-jerk reaction you have is to do something about it. You get angry, you get emotional, you want to do something about it. That's where it can be unfocused and undisciplined, and then you end up doing something stupid. But if you're focused and you're disciplined, it can just keep that fire burning as you put that objective in your mind and you execute it and you, uh, you know, hopefully don't execute anybody in the process as a result of your hate. Uh, What's really cool about hate as well is that uh, as opposed to love, 
in its motivation, it's in its nature, right? Because if you take a look at love, when you're in love, it actually causes complacency. In fact, love is the greatest motivator to do nothing because when you're in that state, it's such a euphoria. It's so perfect. You want that to last forever. So you want nothing to change. So it's it's uh, it's literally stasis. But hate, on the other hand, is great because you can't live with it. So based off that premonition, my relationship with hate has dated back quite a while. I've had a lot of hate in my heart for many, many years. I used to listen to heavy metal, death metal, and I used to really enjoy doing listening to that kind of music because of the um, the, the 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 hatred and the screaming and the riffs and the metal. And I would identify with it, but I never felt through that hate. I never felt like an angst. Or kind of like, oh, I hate my life, I'm going to kill myself. Like, I never had that emotion. It was just kind of like, fucking hate this, yeah. Like, it was it was kind of like a positive sort of hate. And um, hate can be really good, like, especially self-hate. Hating others is more dangerous than self-hate, in my opinion. They can be equally dangerous, it's just your attitude about it. But today we're going to talk about self-hate, not about hating others or hating certain things. We're going to talk about hating things about yourself. And if you hate something about yourself, that's not a bad thing. I know the recent trend is the first thing to improving upon yourself is to accepting yourself. And I, you know, I disagree. I think the first step to you improving on yourself is accepting where you're at currently. And to accept where you're at currently, you need to know where you want to end up, right? So if you're if you're driving, if you want to go to any destination, if you turn on Google Maps and you want to select a destination, you have to select where you're starting from. And it's usually your current location. And you want to get to a certain destination. If you accept who you are, then you accept that as your destination. And I don't think people distinct between the fact that you should accept where you are now and accept where you want to be and the path to get there. With few exceptions, I mean, if you don't have legs, if you're disabled and you hate that about yourself and you want to walk and you can't, not a healthy kind of hatred, right? You can, unless you say, I hate the fact that I can't walk, but why do I want to walk? I want to walk because I want to be more mobile, So maybe if that's your focus, you'll end up developing some kind of system that will allow people with um, disabilities such as no legs or uh, without limbs to achieve that. So it's it's kind of like, you know, defining what your goal is, is very important. And you can use hate to keep it to stay on focus. Hate is a very positive kind of way to to stay focused and to stay disciplined about something. When you're starting to feel a bit tired, let's say you're going out to the gym. I don't really feel like going to the gym today. Take a look in the mirror. Do you hate your body? Then look a lot. Look at yourself and be like, I fucking hate myself. And you'll go to the gym. I don't think that the uh, the best way to do it is to accept who you are. And I think the worst thing that I've seen in current uh, trends is to force other people to accept who you are. So let's say that you want to get into a relationship. Let's say that you're looking for a very, very hot partner, male or female, right? This applies to any sex. If you're a woman looking for a guy, if you're a guy looking for a woman, or if you're looking for the same sex or non-binary, either way, you are in a situation where you want a specific thing. You can get very angry if you're rejected. Incels are like that. And they basically get rejected by a woman and then they blame women and they say women are shallow and fuck women and, and look at me, I'm a nice guy and why can't anybody, why doesn't anybody want me? And look, they keep going for these guys and they keep, you can be that person 
Or you can be very self-critical and take a look at yourself and say, why does nobody want to date me? And if you're in that situation, there's two reasons. It's either because there's something wrong with you or there's something wrong with the woman that you're choosing. I'm talking from a male perspective since I'm a male. If there's something wrong, if you want a certain type of woman, first ask yourself, maybe they're not going for you because maybe they're not the right woman for you, right? If you want a specific type of woman, let's say you want a woman that is, you go on Instagram, you see these gorgeous fitness model type women and they're ripped. They go to the gym three, four hours a day. Uh, they are in the best physical condition. They're very emotionally stable. They're very uh, motivated and and centered, and they know exactly what they want. And you can't figure out why they wouldn't want you. First of all, maybe you're not good for them, and maybe they're not your type because what are they looking for? They're going to be looking for somebody who has similar interests, somebody who is similarly motivated. You might come and argue, well, I have a lot of work. If I didn't have work, I could go to the gym four or five hours a day. The truth of the matter is people who put that kind of work effort in work no less than you. Uh, it's just it looks it's a different type of schedule. They have to be very strict with their eating regimen. They have to go to the gym constantly. They resist temptation. And then they don't live by lifting weights. They have to constantly do promotions. They have to take care of their social networking. They're working probably more hours than you are. They just have, they force themselves into a discipline to be able to do that. They're up at 4 a.m. They're asleep at 8 p.m., uh, most of them. If you can't keep that schedule, you're aiming for something that is incompatible with you. And if it's incompatible with you, why are you chasing something that doesn't fit? It's very bad. So the first thing you have to ask, is the person you're going after a bad fit? Now, if the person you're going after is a good fit, let's say that same kind of woman, and you're like, I want that woman, then ask yourself, what do you need to do or what kind of person do you need to be for that kind of woman to want you? Take a look at yourself in the mirror. You make a lot of money, great. Are you in great shape? No, is that important to her? Then guess what? It's gonna have to be important to you. That's the reality of the situation. So take a look at yourself. And say to, my, say to yourself, man, I'll never be able to get a woman like that. That's what a lot of people be like. I'll never be able to get a woman like that. Look at me. I look, I look like shit. I got no muscles. I, I don't go to the gym. Well, here's the thing. That's your destination, right? You'll never get a woman like that today. I mean, you might by the off chance. Maybe, maybe you fucking got that personality and you can overcome all that shit. It happens. But if your objective is all these types of women. I'm using women because it's a very easy example to relate. We'll, we'll break into something else then guess what? You're going to have to go to the gym. You're going to have to adopt that lifestyle. You're going to have to try it out for size. And you might discover that the reason you wanted that kind of woman was because it turned you on to have that kind of lifestyle, not just her rocking body and her and her just the sexiness and all that. The part of the sexiness of it was what she was doing as well. You might go to the gym, start working out, and then fuck, you fall in love with this thing. And then you end up realizing that it wasn't just the woman you wanted, it was all of it. And how else are you going to find out unless you throw yourself into it? So you might as well go. So when you look at yourself, here's the important part in this scenario. I'll never get a woman like that. I look disgusting. I hate myself. But I want to be with that kind of woman and I don't want to hate myself anymore. That's the destination. That's the origin, right? So you're going to have to be realistic. And realisticness is the most realistic, realisticality, realism is the most important thing you can have. Being self-critical and really identify, don't lie to yourself, man. Lie to yourself in front of others, that's fine. Don't lie to yourself in front of yourself. That's the dumbest shit ever. 
you have to confront your fears and see what it is that has you feeling all this kind of nonsense. What is it? What is it about you that sucks? You need to know. Do you lie too much? Do you have to make shit up? And you were like, why do I lie so much? What? Focus on that, right? If you're going to go after this goal, if you're going to go to the gym, you're going to have to recognize what it takes to get to the gym. Stop telling yourself, because I work, I can't go to the gym. No, you can go to the gym. It just might take more time because you can't put in as many hours. Fine. So it might take a year, two years, three years. If it's something you want, it doesn't matter how long it takes. You're just going to have to do it. That's the thing that a lot of people don't understand about hatred. They think hatred is a negative emotion because the payoff for hatred is quick. If you hate something, you lash out. When you lash out, you feel relaxed and you get out of your system. You don't hate. At that point, you're just frustrated. True hatred, the quality of hatred, the excellence of hatred, the power of hatred is to be able to keep that objective for the rest of your life, to fixate on a single and 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 a micro fixation on one singular thing and keep it fixated and keep driving towards it for the rest of your life. It's very difficult to do that without having everything else collapse. Just like with me, when I was trying to focus on the Twitch stream, the podcast started suffering. That's just an example of what you might end up doing. You might end up fixating on one thing so much that you lose your friends, your family, you lose your your job, you start becoming crazy. And then one day you do achieve that body and now you're a psychopath. And it doesn't necessarily work like that, but you're getting what I'm saying. You've developed some bad habits along the way. That's why you need to constantly be self-critical. You have to always check yourself before you wreck yourself. You really do, though. You need to check yourself before you wreck yourself. At every step of the way, you need to ask yourself, what can I do better? I love using the gym as an example because the gym is an incredible place for you to learn the discipline of improving yourself, right? Any martial art, anything where there is a a benchmark, like a punch, you throw the punch the first time and your elbow's coming up from above and the instructor tells you, no, you got to come in straight and you start doing it and he says, no, you're reaching, you got to be here to lock it in so that nobody can push it down and then you got to come from the abs and you got to drive strength from the ground and the, every time you punch, you can feel like, oh, I'm not doing this anymore. I'm doing this. Yes, but you're reaching. Okay, so we've improved to this. Now I got to improve to here. Yes, but you're not drawing from the ground. Okay, so I improved to here, but now I need to draw from the ground. You have constant benchmarks that you can measure. You have machines you can punch and see your level going up. And if you're self-critical when you punch that thing and you see the level uh, registering at 100 and then you get all your technique together in your mind, you're like, I got my technique together. And then you punch and it's 90. You're like, wait, what the, what? supposed to be more and if you're a good human being at the moment you're going to stop rewind and start again be like okay wait what am i doing wrong and that is how to hate effectively you have to put that objective for yourself you have to you have to check yourself and then ask yourself what am i doing wrong like i went to the gym i did this i still can't get the girl fuck girls is the wrong conclusion I threw a punch and it came out weaker. Fuck punching. Punching doesn't work. Punches suck. The punching bag is a bitch. Is not, it doesn't, you never say that. 
Why, if you're punching at something, and I don't want to use physical abuse with an example of women, so please separate the philosophy right here. If you're punching at something, that's your target. You've reached, you've hit, and you've noticed that it hasn't given you the result that you want. The first thing you're going to do is critically analyze yourself. Maybe go and ask somebody and tell them, hey, could you come take a look at my technique, see what I'm doing wrong, try to figure it out, and then try to improve. Why would you do that with, with something that you have a clear visual benchmark to and something else that doesn't? And here's why. Why you don't? Because with the woman, theoretically, nobody should be an incel. They should be able to immediately throw their their put their best foot forward, miss the mark with the girl, and then say, "Man, what what did I do wrong?" But a lot of people will be like, "Man, fuck that girl." A lot of comedians will get on stage, do a bit, it doesn't land. Man, fuck that crowd. A lot of engineers will go and build a building, it collapses and people die. Man, fuck that building. It's not the right way to think about it, right? So what is the difference? Ask yourself that. The difference is it reflects on you. It's okay to not know how to throw a punch. It's not okay to not have a girl in society. Once again, talking from the male perspective or not to have a man if you're a woman because society has constructed that there are certain things that we should have and if we don't have them, there's something wrong with us. If you can't find a mate, there's something wrong with you. If you can't throw a punch, you just got to learn how to throw a punch. Take a class. If you don't have muscles, right? If you don't have money, there's something wrong with you. But if you don't have muscles, just go to the gym. Why are we like that? Because we're, we don't have a grasp on the qualities that improve us as human beings. We have a grasp on the short term. We don't have a grasp on what to hate. If you have money, that, good. If you don't have money, get some. Or live a life without money. Don't measure yourself by society's stick. Measure yourself by your own stick of hatred. And you'll do a lot better. And if you start to think about it, like in every situation, it's always your fault. Every situation is your fault. There's always a mixture of, of your skill combined with chance and luck and, and fate and destiny. And all of these come together. But to a certain degree, there is your control on the matter if you have done everything genuinely that you can do to control a situation and it doesn't go your way then your reaction should be like we'll get them next time because the things out of your control didn't go your way hell maybe you are the perfect catch maybe you have a slamming body maybe your personality is is ace maybe you're the coolest fucking dude in the world and you hit on this girl and it doesn't work out we'll get them next time why you can't explain love there's pheromones, there's destiny, there's energies, there's so many things, it just didn't work out, right? But you should still in that situation be mature enough to ask yourself, was there something I did or was there something else I could have done or maybe if I hadn't come on too strong or maybe always self-analyze. Maybe I should chamber my hip a bit more. Maybe I should be pushing from the ground a bit more. Maybe I should be pushing a bit less. Maybe when I'm throwing my cross, I'm like this, but when I'm throwing my jab, I should go down and go down like that. Maybe I'm hitting a right cross, but the problem is when I'm hitting the cross, I'm extending a bit too much and I'm letting my guard down. And all I'm doing right now is I'm opening up my face for somebody to punch me in the face right there. Physical combat, going to the gym is a perfect analogy for everything you need to do to improve yourself in your life. 
When you go to the gym, take a look at bodybuilders like Arnold Schwarzenegger or whoever, right? Mike O'Hearn, whoever you follow or you like, or even the female bodybuilders, man. I, none of the names come to mind right now, but I go to Gold's Gym and the women there are just, they're specimens. Do you understand what? They're incredible. It's, you're walking amongst goddesses, gods and goddesses. This is, we've gotten to a point where people are able to shape and push their bodies to extents where we would usually see them in, you know, uh, video games, in comic books, you know, with these men just walking Adonises and these women walking just flawless posture, everything perfect, perfection. I go to the gym. I see these women over there, right? I see men like that over there. Here's what they do, though. They go to the gym every single day. They pose in front of the mirror. They might flex. They talk to their other friends. But all I ever hear them saying when they're talking to each other is talking about what they don't have the whole time. That's it. It can be very unhealthy once you see somebody who looks great and they're like, man, I look like shit. But it can be very healthy once you see somebody who looks great and they're like, there's a slight imbalance. My shoulder is a bit rolled forward. Therefore, looking at my shoulder being just a bit rolled forward, I know that my chest muscles are a bit stronger than my back muscles. I lack balance. Therefore, I'm going to focus a bit on my upper back training. I might decrease a bit of my chest training or I might increase my ab training to kind of have a pull in from down here and a pull from the back to fix my posture up. And then they start finding little exercises to target specific muscles. Now let's take that same example and apply it to our own hatred of ourselves. Let me give you an example. Let's say you hate the job you work in. Let's say that you're working in IT you studied IT at university. I'm going to raise the, the, the hurdle for the things you need to clear to be happy. You went to university. You, stu- you, got a, you got an amazing degree in IT, all right? You're in computer science. You're a programmer. You thought it was everything you wanted to do because while you were growing up playing video games or you had a connection with computers and technology and it was incredible. So you went and you studied computer science and you went and got what you thought was your dream job. Fast forward five, six years later, you're in a dead-end job, you're overweight, you work in a cubicle, you're underappreciated or unappreciated, you're not in a place that you're happy with relationship-wise in your life, man or woman, um, and you feel that your life is going behind you. You look around and you see your friends and family, some of them, one of them is a comedian, he's happy and successful, maybe making less money than you are, but not as, but not, but very happy and content. Maybe you see somebody else who's a DJ, usually uh, you'll see engineers, you'll see whatever it is, usually when you're not in a good place, you see every Everything, everybody else is positive. You start seeing all of these things and you say to yourself, hmm, I hate my life. And you become depressed and you get fatter and you have worse relationships and you start even worse waiting for something good to happen to you so that your life can turn around. And then something good happens and you still feel the same and it depresses you even quicker and even further because you thought that was what was going to make you happy. Maybe you get the promotion. You're like, when I get the promotion, I'm going to be happy but you're not. Now you're 35. You've been in this job now for 10 years. You're feeling terrible. You're incredibly overweight. You go in every day and you do the exact same thing. You hate your life. You hate yourself. Fuck this. At this moment, you have two things. You've already made many mistakes to get yourself here by not effectively utilizing hate, but that doesn't mean that there is an expiration date. Dude, back 300 years ago, you'd get a toothache and then you'd die. You'd get a cavity and then it would fester into an infection and then they you'd die. You'd get a, some, a fever and they'd cut and drain blood from you and they'd drain too much and you'd die. People would live to like they were 30 years old. That was back then, 
Right now, we live in a time where you can live to 100 years old, 120, holy shit, in 40 years, we might be able to transport our consciousness, in fact, that's what I'm betting on, into an android or cyborg body and get rid of this hulking mess of a, of a fucking disaster and failure, right? Maybe that's where we're going to be, but what I can tell you right now is it doesn't matter what age you are, there's no point for you to abandon being happy and being a kid inside, bringing that kid forward. Just ask yourself, what would the kid in me want right now? And the kid in you would hate where you are. So you can continue to hate what you're living and just settle or you can do something about it. The first step to doing something about it is hating where you are now. It doesn't entail hating everything in the past and your destination is where you are now and you hate your destination, therefore you hate your life. That makes no sense. You hate where you are now, time for a change of scenery. Set your destination and set how you're going to get there. Do it. Doesn't matter if you're 35, if you're 40, it's never too late to leave the job. So let's say you're in that computer science job and you realize that you really, 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 what you really wanted was a, I don't know, let me think of anything. I mean, it doesn't matter. Think of any example, be a comic, you wanted to be an engineer, you wanted to be a fitness instructor, maybe you wanted to stream on Twitch for a living, whatever it is, do it. But here's the thing, take the hatred of where you are now Put it inside and do me a favor. Write your objective or your goal down on a piece of paper or something and put it in front of you so that every day when you wake up and every day before you go to sleep, it's the first thing you see. I will be whatever it is. In my case, I wrote this down once and I now say it a lot. I will be the greatest that ever lived or ever will be. And I won't go into more details about how I, what my metric of that is. But that's what I see. That's, that's my guiding path. What's yours? If you hate where you are right now, where do you want to be? Put it in a in worded, in something that you can visualize and see. I want to be the greatest what? I want to be. I want to make my own video game. I want to have the hottest fucking guy in the world. Uh, that would make me happy. Doesn't matter. I'm not here to judge what makes you happy. I'm here to let you know that whatever makes you happy makes you happy. That's all that matters, right? I want to be an engineer. I want to be a doctor. Okay. Where are you now? You have a computer science degree and you want to be a doctor. There is no overlap whatsoever. So you have two choices. You can continue to be miserable or you can be a doctor. What you should hate is the decisions that you took, the stupidity that led you to thinking that the right degree for you and the right career path was computer science. Sit and reflect, why did I go down this route? What was it that made me want to be a computer scientist? What were the reasons that I did hate the fact that your parents gave you that advice and said, yo, computers are important, so you should go that and you listen to them. Hate the fact that you listened to your parents instead of listening to your instinct. Hate the fact that you didn't have enough money to afford to go to medical school, so you settled and went to computer science, but you never really realized it until this moment. Hate the fact that when you applied to that job, you listened to your friend who told you, hey, you know, you should apply to this company. They're great, even though you thought they weren't that great. But hey, you know what? It was the easy way out. Hate that you took the easy way out. Hate that you're surrounded by people who also hate their lives and aren't doing anything about it hate all of that and hate it consistently and continuously so you don't do the same mistakes the, the beginner's guide to an effective and productive hate is to identify where you want to be where you are and why you are where you are and why you are where you are is where all the hate needs to be harbored and that way you can keep the hate here and the further you travel away from where you are towards where you want to be the less hate comes with you 
Because as you travel and get closer to your destination, you start to shed hate as you start making micro goals. Shit, look at my chest. It looks fantastic. But uh uh-oh, it's too strong. So my shoulders are rolled forward. Yo, look at my posture. It's perfect. But I'm starting to lose a bit of chest. Holy shit, let me adjust. Oh, I love where I am right now. But man, my traps. Like right now, it's so balanced, but I don't have traps. Time to work on my traps. Fuck, my traps are ripped. Holy shit, I look like I'm living in my body. I look like I'm extending out of my neck. That's a bit too much. My abs aren't enough. My legs are a bit too thin, but I got everything else going. So check this out. My upper torso is outstanding, but my legs aren't that big. I need to work on my legs. You just shed the hate of half your body. And now you only have half left, right? And you should at that moment say, man, I can't believe I didn't stay balanced. I hate that I'm still not balanced. That was one of the reasons why I got into computer science in the beginning was I didn't leave a balanced lifestyle. Now I want to lead a balanced lifestyle. And here's another reminder that on my pursuit to becoming, what was the example we gave? that you wanted to be a doctor on my pursuit to becoming a doctor I still don't have a balanced lifestyle I've lost friends and I've sacrificed relationships because I put so much focus into this I just realized now that I still have the quality that I hated before which was the lack of balance but this time I'm not going to let it derail me this time I'm going to recognize it because I'm going to check myself before I wreck myself I can't believe I'm bringing a reference from the 80s and but it applies and I'm going to do better Hate every single aspect. Be very focused and very disciplined and very excellent in your hatred. Do you know what I'm saying? And this applies to from last episode when we were talking about racism and how to hate race, how to be racist effectively. It's the same thing. Do you hate Arabs? Do you hate black people? Why? Why do you hate them? And what do you want? You want to, you're in a world that you have to share with other races. You want to be in a world that you don't have to share with other races. That's your objective. Okay. How? How are you going to do it? What were the decisions in your life that got you into a world that you hate? And what are the decisions you can make to make, get you into a world that you love? And while some of you might at face value think I'm out here putting out a manifesto for how to become the next Hitler, I have a very, very... Uh, strong belief that as a human being, if you identify correctly what it is you hate and you study it properly, you'll end up learning a lot more about yourself. So when you come and you say, man, I want to be an engineer and I'm a computer scientist, if you really study what you're saying, you might end up finding you don't want to be an engineer. It might be that the fact, or a doctor, you might like the fact that doctors well, they don't really have their own hours, but let's say you want to be a pediatrician, like a child's doctor, and you feel like, or, or one of those web, one of the doctors who does consultations from their home. Maybe you come and you realize, it's not that I want to be a doctor, I just want to work from home. If you really start to study what it is about your hate, if you start to internalize it and start to really focus on it, you're going to understand a lot about yourself. Maybe you hate black people because they're so good at rhythm and you've never been good at rhythm. And instead of confronting yourself with that and saying, I hate black people because they're good at rhythm. I hate myself because I'm bad at rhythm. You say, I hate black people because they're good at rhythm. I hate, instead of saying, I hate myself because I haven't done everything I can to look and feel my best version. You say, I hate women because they don't want to go out with my worst version. Are you understanding what I'm saying here? There's, this is where hate becomes a very dangerous kind of thing. There is no roadmap to know if you're hating correctly. The only roadmap is whether or not you're improving. But even your improving might be wrong. You could go your whole life with a specific goal in mind and it ends up your goal was incorrect. And then you just die. But some of us are brave enough to take that chance. And you could be that person too. You could be brave enough to give it everything and end up with nothing. 
And the question you have to ask yourself is, are you brave enough to take the challenge? Knowing that if you fail, at least you tried. If you, and that's why a lot of people end up with suicide. A lot of, a lot of the sad reality about comedians. And um, <clears throat> I'm not one of those comics. I, I happen to have a very healthy uh, mindset. And I'm very grateful for that. I don't suffer from mental illness. I'm very, I'm very lucky. I'm very fortunate. A lot of comics don't have that fortune. A lot of comics suffer from mental illness. And for them, they believe that, you know, once I become famous and people love me, I'm not going to be lonely anymore. And then they become famous and people love them, but they're still lonely. And then they're like, I just need to get more famous, but they're still lonely. And then they're like, oh, it's just because I'm not friendly enough with other people and everybody else is doing drugs and shit. I got to party more and invite more people to my house. So they start, they have money now. They start throwing wild parties. People start coming over to their house. It's crazy. They're fucking hookers. They're doing coke off of a hooker's asses. They're, 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 they, they, got, they got their fantasy life, but they're still lonely. So they kill themselves. It's not as clear cut as that, but I mean, do you get what I'm saying here? Sometimes we set certain objectives, the destination we believe in that case was incorrect. The destination in that case was, I want to be famous so I can be happy. Whereas the destination should have been, I want to be happy. The, the importance of crafting and wielding hate correctly is to have the correct objective. And that's the hardest part. Hating yourself is easy. The objective is the hardest part. The second hardest part is to check yourself before you wreck yourself. <laughs> But it really is. It really is. Being self-critical, being humble, abandoning your ego, being able to sit down and be like, man, I kind of suck. But there's a, you see how I say it? Like I'm smiling because sometimes I'll take a look at a bit. I'll be like, man, I went on stage today. I, I wasn't, I was tired. I should have slept better. I fucked up, but I smile because I, I'm happy that I know what went wrong when I'm anxious and I'm in distress and things aren't going my way, I usually take that as a sign that I'm missing something. Like, wait, wait, there's a reason why things aren't going my way. And I get anxiety because I don't know what the reason is, which to me tells me that I have to do some more soul searching. So the beginner's guide to an effective and productive self-hate is to hate yourself and be proud of it. And be proud of and make sure that you have the correct objective in mind. Write it down, split it up and reach out to people and talk to people about it. Don't reach out and talk to people that agree with you. Reach out and talk to people because the more you talk about something, the more philosophy trade back and forth, the more self-aware you become of certain things you might not have thought of. The more you try to explain something to somebody who's a piece of shit and is just there to push your buttons, the more you might be able to actually find certain things in your argument that ring more true with you or more true with them. Expose yourself. Take yourself out of your comfort zone. And the entire time that you're doing that, hate yourself. Hate everything around you. Hate all of the parameters that have brought you to where you are that you've hated yourself. Hate the fact that your parents abused you. And make sure that you never do that to your children. Hate the fact that you were in a car accident when you were young because your mother was drinking drunk. Dri drinking drunk. Driving drunk. <laughs> hate your mom for that. And make sure that when you marry somebody, you're hyper aware about sense situations of drinking. Maybe never drink at all. Hate it and love hating it. Fall in love with the concept of hate. Redefine how hate means to you and you might be end up in a much better place. You feel me? Like make sure that you understand that hate has to be positive. That is the underlying pillar of this working 
If you're hating and all you feel is fury and negativity, then you're hating incorrectly. If you have hatred in your heart and you smile with the hatred, then you're doing it correctly. Because if you're like, you piece of shit, I'm going to fuck you up one day and I'm going to totally overcome this situation and you're going to see and it's going to be fucking fantastic and I can't fucking wait. And you wake up in the morning, you're like, let's go. You're hating correctly. But if you're like, you piece of shit, I fucking hate you. I'm going to fucking kill you. I can't be there. And you don't sleep as a result of it. And you're just losing your mind. And you can't take it. And there's pressure on your heart. And you go and you punch the person that you live with. And you take it out on them. You come back from work. You're frustrated. You put your hand through the wall. You start taking it out. And every there's no focus. There's no discipline. But if you're coming back with all that hatred inside of you and it just gets you energized and it makes you awake and you take a loss and you don't sleep because you took that loss and you can't wait to give it back and you go and you train harder and everything, great. But what if you take that hate and then you go and you train so hard that you end up giving yourself a hernia or you mess yourself up, which is something I talked about in the podcast before. I thought I had a positive hate. Turns out I didn't. How did I know? My body told me. It ripped itself apart. So there will be indications That will tell you, just save yourself the trauma if you can and check yourself before you wreck yourself or else you're going to wreck yourself and then you're going to realize that you screwed up. But when you get wrecked, make sure that you take a look at yourself and understand why the L existed, what happened to bring those elements together. The beginner's guide to an effective and productive self-hate is to hate happily, is to hate enthusiastically, is to hate internally. And never take your hate out on others. And really, if I were to give tips, take up fishing. If you want to improve your life, I really think a skill that you need to learn is to fish. There's meditation, and that's really, really good. I think fishing is better. It has a quicker reward factor if you catch a fish. But fishing, meditation, and prayer are probably the three ultimate forms of learning patience. Patience is a skill that you need to have. And to be an effective human being, you need patience. And if you don't have patience, you can't just say, I don't have, I'm not a patient person. If you're not a patient person, become patient. You can always extend the amount of patience that you have. Even if you end up being still an impatient person generally, you're going to be more patient than others. If you want to succeed in this life, it takes time. Especially if you don't have parents that are going to give everything to you or if you don't win the lottery. And even in those cases, if you don't have the skill set necessary, it's going to derail your life and you're going to end up uh, with a coke habit maybe or an abusive parent or somebody who needs somebody to tie them up and treat them like a dog so they can become sexually aroused. I mean, those are the only three scenarios if your parents give you money. (laughs) Can you imagine? What? And dude, if you're successful and you make the money, you're going to be the parent who gives their kid money. And you're going to need to know what it was that made you successful so that you don't end up taking it out on your children like an idiot. And when I was your age, I used to do this. And when I was your age and realizing that their age is different than your age and inflation factors in and their attitudes and their surroundings are different. And you need to understand what it is you love about yourself and why you want your kids to have that. And if you start to understand that, you'll start to hate what you did so that your kids don't have that. I saw a thread on Reddit recently, which was, when was the moment that you realized you were raising a demon? And, uh, you know, people were talking about their kids and how, like, somebody brought up a thing and said we had twins, identical twins, and we, the same environment, we raised them the same way, but one kid came out, you know, evil, and one kid came out really dope, and the other kid was a drug addict, and he went into different things, and it, but here's the thing, there was an imbalance, and these people are out there in the comments were like, man, you sometimes, you know, kids, you just, it, there's, there's no knowing what happens. 
but I couldn't help but shake the feeling that there was something that they missed. And if I was a parent, and most parents I know are like this, they're always going to blame themselves. And there's a very healthy thing when you blame yourself early as opposed to when you blame yourself late. One thing I love about my my family, my parents, um, is that my dad always has a habit of panicking at the first sign of trouble and immediately wanting to address the problem. And he used to always tell me, he'd say, Nimmer, I don't want to wait for there to be a fire. I want to address it in the immediate moment. And he'd go overboard. It's like, dad, relax. It's just like, it's, it's not a big deal. And he'd be like, no, but if you keep like this, then this is going to happen. That's going to happen. I'm like, dad, Jesus Christ, relax. And I hated that about my dad, but it ended up saving me a lot of trouble. So now I kind of just identified that what I hated about it was how extreme it was and the approach that he had of it. Because I'd look at him, I'd be like, he's panicking when he's doing it. I don't like to see my dad panic. So with my kid, I'm going to do the same thing, just minus the panic. Because the panic kind of projects into your child that you don't believe in them. I need to figure out a way that I can project to my child that I believe in them, but I don't believe in everything around them, not trying to influence them. And I don't think they're of age yet to do that, right? So if, if you can constantly check yourself and find when something might derail and immediately address it at the, at the maximum moment, you're probably going to find yourself in a much better situation. You might never make it to your destination, but fuck if the journey isn't going to be one hell of an adventure and you might learn a lot more about yourself and change direction uh, willingly along the way. You know what I'm saying? Life is an adventure. You might as well embark on that adventure and you might as well try things out for yourself and see what happens. It's not going to get worse. And if it does, at least you tried. Maybe you take a, a loan and a mortgage and you put everything on the line and you develop your video game and you finally get it out there and then it flops and then you're homeless and now you're on the street and you have cancer and you can't pay for the medical bills and you're going to die in a few weeks. Then it's up to you to whether or not you subscribe to the philosophy that you'd rather die trying than live complacent. And personally, I'd rather die trying. That doesn't mean you should take a risk without really knowing what you're doing, right? It doesn't mean you should go and be like, you know what? Nimmer's right. I'm going to mortgage the house and we're going to develop a game. You should realize that your need to want to develop a game right now and the urgency of it right now means that there's an imbalance in your life that's leading to that urgency. And that imbalance might be because you've done things in the past without really planning them properly. And right now, you might want to take that urgency, cancel it out with fishing, get some patience, put a business plan together, really study the numbers, run it by some gurus, make sure that you're studying, that you've got multiple opinions from people with different perspectives, make sure you find people who agree with you, people who agree with the industry, people who hate the industry, people who hate what you're doing, and find different perspectives from everyone, then sit and take time, maybe go fishing again, and think about all the information you've absorbed, and then... If you still think you're on the right path, then go to the bank and try to get a mortgage. But what if you don't have a house and you can't get a mortgage? Go to GoFundMe.com and try to set up a GoFundMe. But what if nobody donates? Well, then try to establish a network so that the next time you set up a GoFundMe, it's more successful. But what if you can't establish a network? Well, then work on yourself to find out how you can establish a network. Study other people. Well, they, they established networks because they were early when Instagram first popped up and now it's virtually impossible. Well, then wait for the next big platform to do it or put in the legwork and put in time. Maybe start advertising your stuff, put a bit of money aside every month to do it and go there. But I've spent the last 15 years trying to and I still haven't blown up online. But you tried. And along the way, I assure you, you would have learned more about 
different softwares to use, different ways to post, different times, the habits of people. You would have understand understood more people. You would have had a success or two. Maybe you got a DM from a girl and, and you started talking. Now she's your wife. Maybe you got a family. All of these experiences would have never happened if you didn't decide to do something about it. And at the nucleus of a decision to propel yourself forward is hatred. It's never love. It's always hatred. You never want the girl because you love her. You want the girl because you hate that she's not your girl. You never want the guy because you love him so much. You want the guy because you hate that that other girl has him. The, 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 the propulsion to change comes from hate. And the sooner we recognize that and we, start, we stop associating hate with meaning racism and we start associating hate with meaning motivation, kinetic energy, propulsion forward, then you're going to realize there is a very important tool in your arsenal as a human being that you haven't been utilizing. And we should be using everything we have. Stop spreading love. It's a waste of time. Start internalizing hate. If you start internalizing hate and, and being very disciplined about shielding people around you from that hatred, then all you're going to spread is love. Because when they come and they ask you, what are you, what's, you look great. What's so different about you? If you're, if you don't care about shielding people from hate, what your first thing is going to be like is you're going to just throw that hate at them. You're going to be like, I hated looking at myself in the mirror and I look disgusting and I, and fuck my life and, 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 and fuck God and God does all this shit to me and I have the worst luck in the world, but I refuse to take it anymore because I listen to Nimmer's podcast. I'm going to do everything, something about it and fuck you too because you had all of this easy and your parents gave you money. So you have the best life ever. You would never understand. You don't understand shit about my life. Nobody's going to want to be again, uh, around you because you're, all you're doing is spreading negativity. But if your focus is to take hatred, internalize it, and shield it from other people, then you're going to, you're, ipso facto, you're going to be spreading love. Because when somebody tells you, what, what's man, you look great, you'd be like, well, you know, I just decided to make a change and I'm going to the gym and I got a personal trainer and they're really great and it's, it's fantastic. Really? What are you doing? Oh, man, I go to the gym like five times a week. Man, I wanted to go to the gym. How did, how, how, what do you do? Oh, I, 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 so on Monday I do this, on Tuesday I do this. This is great exercise. If you ever want to come down, like I'll show you. Yeah, man, that's, the hatred is there. It's just internalized because you're occupied with internalizing it so you can use it to its maximum efficiency. If you throw a punch at something, right, a focus punch is going to come like that. But if you slap, like that, you're basically spreading that energy all around. But once you have the right technique and you put your punch right and you put all the points into these two knuckles right here, to this one knuckle, and you drive it in, all of that energy is going to one place. You're getting the maximum power for the punch you're throwing. But if you're sitting there and you're flailing, you're going to cause some damage, but you're dissipating that energy everywhere. Be focused in everything that you have. If you're going to internalize the hate, you're basically internalizing all of the energy into this weapon you have right here. If you don't want to internalize the hate and you just want to spread hate and negativity, you're going to be hitting like a fucking walrus and you're not going to get anything done. Remember these tenets and they will help you. Internalize your hatred, capitalize on it and propel yourself forward. And man, you're going to have a great time. You're going to meet some great people and you're going to go on an adventure. And maybe fate Maybe a car hits you on the road tomorrow and you die. Maybe fate doesn't give you the right hand. Maybe luck isn't on your side. But everything you could do, you did. And that is something to be proud of. And at the end of the day, the worst thing in life to live with is regret. So hate that and live with success. And that's where I'm going to end the podcast today. I think that pretty much covers all of it. I do want to give a shout out to... 
Um, somebody in the comments section on episode 10 of the podcast, the one before this, um, I'm going to open it right now. Um, let me let me go to their comment because their comment really got me thinking about because, um, as you know, in the last episode, we talked about the the racists guide to hating Arabs. And you guys really loved that episode. And uh, I thought it would have been a bit, bit more divisive, but it wasn't. And uh, somebody wrote here. I'm just looking for it. I really like how you how you separated hate from its utility. Hate is just a tool like a hammer. You could drive a nail to build to help a community, help build a community or liberate someone's brain from their skull. Application doesn't define tool. This was a comment by the Polish pony. I don't know what their real name is, but but that's there's so much wisdom in this comment. Application does not define the tool. The application defines you. Hate is a very powerful tool. Use it. And thank me later. I hate you all. I'm just kidding. I love you guys. <laughs> but I hate being apart from you. Another podcast episode dropping in a few days. Stay looking out for it. Thank you so much for tuning in, uh, as always. Uh, be sure to tell everybody they can check this podcast out, iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher. And of course, if you're watching this on YouTube, then you already know. And if you're listening to this, you can watch it on YouTube, youtube.com forward slash Nimmer Comedy. Also, I'm streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Nimmer Comedy. Really, it's Nimmer Comedy on all platforms, whether it's on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, etc. Also, my website, nimmercomedy.com. If I'm coming to a city near you, that's where you're going to want to check shows. Soon, we're going to be bringing down the fall schedule, but depending on when you're watching this episode, there might already be a fall tour schedule there. So go to nimmercomedy.com and check it out. What I can tell you from now, currently when this episode dropped, August 1st, my brand new show in Lebanon, The Future Is Now. Tickets are on sale at nimmercomedy.com. And of course, you can uh, get them at Hoodie Home, Levon Post, and Malik's Bookshop branches across the country. And finally, I'm going to be in Winnipeg, Manitoba from June 4 to 9. Tickets are on sale at nimmercomedy.com. You guys take care. Always wear underwear. Bye-bye.